Imagine if my camera didn't record and we're just stuck with a side view of my fucking <laughs> It's not the worst thing. There's not many people that tune into YouTube. We need to make it be- better. Content catch up. Friends and enemies, welcome back to episode 26 of the Content Catch Up. Barks, it's always a pleasure to see you. But Jules, I feel I feel like it's even more of a pleasure to see you here today. Can I cut you off to be rude? I want to thank you for including well, you me did- on this in you didn't really cut today. me off because yeah, well, I, you I waited to, until I finished, didn't you? I tried to cut you off. But anyway, I want to thank you for um, letting me do this intro with you because I was listening to our podcast <laughs> and let alone the, the episodes ended. I'm like, fantastic. And Jules comes back on for a bit of me time. A bit of me time, you reckon? We need to have an outro, man. We can't just <laughs> end the show without anything. And we talked about that. So don't try and make the listeners think oh. that you. I just came on and just wanted to talk to everyone by myself. That's fair. Don't I, I didn't want you to be fully transparent to sort of throw me under the bus, but that's fair enough. I actually, for what it's worth, I actually enjoyed it. So well done. Thank you. Good I do you. I do appreciate your support. Um, but what an episode. Let, let's just, um, quick reflection. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. I know people hate us reflecting on shit, but um, thought it was a really good episode with Casey. I thought but, um, learnt a lot for sure. Very good episode. Um and I think um, I think that's going to be one of our best rated ones. I'm not. I haven't checked the stats yet, but I feel like the community around athletics and Casey, I think, will will show through. And I guess um, this leads on to my next point. I don't know if you saw a few polls on Twitter last night, just to Ooh. just to get our um, followers' thoughts on a few ones. So I wanted to ask you. Um, yes, so I sort okay. of put this sort of put this tweet out. Um, Basically, because during Casey's chat, we learned a couple of things. And that first one was she doesn't set goals goals for herself. So I wanted to see what um, the Twitter world thought of that and if they did. Um, so just out of curiosity, 71% said they do set goals and 28% mm-hmm. said they don't. So my question to you, Julian, are you a goal setter? I, I answered that um, on yep. our polls and... I think I said no. Um, I don't know. I guess too confident. I, I guess I am. A, I am in a way, but also not. Like, it, it's a hard question, really. When well, you, well, what do you mean? Do you write? Do you write down goals, or you don't? Nah, do I don't. I don't write down goals. No, I've got like I, mental goals. I think. Yeah, what I do started do? doing this. I started writing them down this year. Okay. So I answered yes. Okay. Do do you, do you find it? Are they like work-related goals? Are they personal goals? What are they? More personal, more creative. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, no, no, that was a couple of work. I, d- I wrote them down, so I'm not going to share them with you. But um, oh, oh <laughs> sound real what's private. the point of what's the point of bringing this up if you're not going to share it with us? Because I didn't have it ready, to be honest. Um, Is, so isn't the show yes. all about sharing? All right, well, we can make another episode if you want. Bloody hell. <laughs> uh, second one I asked, would you say you get inspired by, by individual content creators you follow? I asked mm. this because I think I worded this to Casey, like are there individuals you follow that inspire? And she sort of said, I wouldn't say inspire because something along the lines of she doesn't, she wouldn't put anybody above anybody else, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So, so. Do you get inspired by individual content creators? Then there was a third answer to this poll, both. So, yes, what, the first answer was yes, because you want to do similar to the people you follow. Mm. Or no, you want to do different. You want to create your own path. But I answered both because I think there's a few a few elements from both. 
I think you always get inspired by um, other content creators. I, I think it's like it's hard not to. Um, yeah. Good answer. It, I, yeah, I, I think like one way or the other, like whatever you, you consume, um, you're kind of inspired by. Like it, you could be listening to music. I think it was was it Ben Lawson that said that a lot of his inspiration actually came from um, music. Music and like listening to that and um, music over a cup of tea. Yeah, music over a cup of tea. But yeah, I I, so I don't I don't know if like yeah I guess I am I do get inspired by individual content creators rather than like trying to drive the inspiration myself. I mean I think yeah I, that's probably it really. Yeah. No, I just wanted yeah. to quickly touch on that because I thought it was an interesting point. It's um, an interesting and, point. And the the answer to that, by the way, if you're curious, eighty three percent said both. So most were on both. the same page as me. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Good yeah, to know. But, uh, yeah, so that sort of front of show stuff, you know, and we'll get straight into. Well, actually, we're gonna talk Lionel Messi. He Lionel, Lionel. Lionel, really? Lionel, okay. Lionel, Lionel Messi. Messi. Now Lionel Messi left Barcelona this week, and I don't know soccer, but um, big deal, big deal, huge deal, and it was purely because they couldn't afford him, right? Well, that's I also. You're asking the wrong person if you're looking for an explanation <laughs> about true. soccer because uh, I also don't know. But our friend uh, Christian Filippo Critter explained it to us and basically said it had something to do with the salary cap. If I'm, yeah, I think that was right. I think and that was uh, right. Like they basically had bought too many other players, and La Liga said, "Oh no, we are, you can't have them all." We've stuffed this up, Jules, because perfect opportunity to get another correspondent on in Critter, and you'll be pissed at that. Critter, That's if you're right. listening, so apologies. He's probably not listening, let's face it. <laughs> anyway, um, so my theme of this week is what people do to farewell a basically a legend. Um, a legend. First little, first little bit of content is not Lionel Messi, it's actually NFL world. Did you see this during the week of uh, Peyton Manning? Bit of a nice little animation from the... Peyton, Pots. yeah. Because he got Hall of Fame, didn't he? I believe, well, I don't know, to be honest. Oh, you <laughs> sent this example. <laughs> but it, 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 it relates to Lionel Messi is my point. So uh, 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 really, really nice. It looks like an After Effects sort of file, but like one of those um, <clears throat> big portrait pictures that's made up of thousands little pictures. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, really nice. But moving on to Barcelona. That that um, was a that was a nice piece. But sorry, can I can I actually interrupt you? Yeah, sure. I am um, two way sure. I caught up with the one and only Jonathan Strangio this morning. Um, what did you and do? And we went for a bit of a trot, Barks. Um, oh, okay. For a run. For mask a run. on? Uh, no, no that. mask on. It's heavy exercise, so you're allowed to have your masks off. So we didn't have our masks off. But uh, when we stopped, we did have our masks on. Um, playing it safe here. But um, he was talking about some work that a, another club had done with a lot of lens flares. And you know how lens flares fucking trigger the, the old Strangio. <laughs> trigger the Strange. So once you showed that, all I could see was the lens flare. Um, and I just thinking Strange might be angry if he sees this. But he doesn't listen either, so it doesn't really matter. True. It was probably yeah. built into the um, After Effects file. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. After Effects Lion- are chill. Lionel Messi. So if we've got the backstory right, it's that they... um. Couldn't afford him, and this sort of relates to what I talked to you about. Um, mm-hmm. So it was the club's decision. Lionel Messi was in tears. I don't know if you saw it, but he was clearly wanted to stay. Yeah. Um, they did a whole bunch of stuff, which we don't really go into. Some nice animations, sort of showing um, what he's achieved there. 
There was one little fun little animation, Super Leo, a bit That's of a Super cool. Mario ripoff. Um, oh, yeah, simply, with like some photos through the years. Oh, it grows yeah. up. Simply, so the caption, simply put, Lionel Messi beat the game. Yeah, that's very so th- good. So I thought it was a little fun way to honor honor a legend of the club and the cool little animations here. But um, I guess what I sort of wanted to look at today was how does this came from the club's um, view? So they oh, th- that was cool. Yeah, the little um, headbutt to make the score six one. Sorry, I'm interrupting oh, yeah. you, Bucks. That's fine. Um, so we're just watching this little animation podcast listeners, but. Um, yeah, so this was Barcelona's decision to do it, but I sort of mm. wanted to ask you what your thoughts were on how it changes if it's the player's decision or the club's decision. Because this one, this one I found interesting. So it was sort of the club's doing, but almost at, at their own fault. Like if we got the backstory right, they couldn't afford him, but they've pumped out a lot of yeah content for it. Like so, do you think if it's the club's decision, do you have to? Do you have to be a bit quieter in normal circumstances? Because it's like if you got rid of them, your fans are going to be mad. How is that going to impact what you can do? That's a good question. I um, so I guess like yeah, I guess it's it's touchy, right? Because you do have to pay tribute to someone who's been such a big part of your club and essentially the face of your club for however long he'd been there for. Since I think I think it's the only club he'd really played for, isn't it? Um, to my knowledge, yeah. Yeah. So, are you damned if you do, damned if you don't? But I, I think fans would just appreciate like the situation itself is is quite um, it's it's not completely in Barcelona's hands. Like they've no. got to get the best players that they can, and is one good player worth three good players? If if that's the case, or you know, um, yeah. The thing I sort of thought about it was that I don't know if this is right, but like if you if it's your decision to get rid of them. I think that costs you a bit of personal content. Mm. Oh, actually, that could be wrong though because like if it was Lionel's decision to leave, you can't really go. My, my point is like can you talk to teammates or peers? About like, I've, him? About him farewelling. So if it's bad blood, probably not. But if it's his decision, you probably can, right? Well, <laughs> it's interesting. It, I think it is interesting. I I think there's also like a, a shitload of just politics in 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 sport, like especially soccer that you we probably don't know enough about. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. Like, if it was AFL, right? Like, I think you'd be a little bit um, more kind of cautious with your approach to yeah. things. Um, but given that it is like soccer, maybe the fans just want to. They just want to see. Lionel for what he is and like celebrate him. Maybe they're not as like, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Not as bitter. Like hurt. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> they heard. maybe they genuinely understand it. Maybe their anger isn't directed towards um, the club, but rather it's directed towards um, the league for not allowing them to spend enough money or some shit like that. Maybe they could get away with it. Yeah. I, I do think that fans like, as we know, like, outrageous suggestion to think that fans could be sensible in their understanding, Jules. Um, <laughs> they'd probably be more attached. But anyway, they'd probably be more attached to the player rather than the situation. Um, yeah. But every situation is different. And then we go to the other side of this just quickly uh, with big well, PSGs, what a Paris Saint. PSG. Germain? I don't know. Germain. Whoever signed them. 
This bad boy, Jules. This is probably mm. so. This is what they did. Um, again, Critter linked us this. So Christian Critter, you're a you're the man. You're the soccer <laughs> correspondent we need and want. Um, let's watch this. Um, mm. <laughs> actually, Jules, let me show you a little little something. I'm gonna share the sound. We're gonna watch it together. Something. Oh, because we've got. Oh. Hang What's on, on hang on. <laughs> Here we go. First time no, doing this. This is totally fair because I completely fucked. Um, so I hope Barks doesn't re- release this, but the on the um, on the stream, there's going to be a side view of my head from my laptop screen. <laughs> you should post it actually. And then I've got another camera set up over here that um, is hopefully going to be recording because otherwise we're just going to have just barks on the screen. Well, I just realised, yeah, like I just realised we can have us on this screen while we watch. Get back into it. All right, so Jules, this is the other side of it. This is who signed Lionel Messi. Let's have a look at this fantastic video. I don't know how they, well, let's just watch it. Reactions after it. So this is basically a drone the whole way through in what looks to be one single shot. So you think this is a, a drone and not just a, a virtual? No, it's a drone. You're right. It has to be a, a drone. person there. But the thing that I watched this the first time, the angles of the drone is like, I don't know how many times I'd have to do this or try to do it to get it right. But our listeners, we're essentially watching a drone go through the stadium of PSG. I'm not going to pretend to know the stadium, but um, go through the merchandise shop, go through... Oh, they got all these weird spins in it. They go through like the whole facility with this sort of dramatic music. They go down the stairs into the locker room. Um, I love your commentating of this. Well, this is like- it's like Bruce McAvaney <laughs> calling a drone race here. It's going to be the next added. And they're off and they're through the corner. Here they this. go into the <laughs> locker room. <laughs> Mate, can you turn it down a bit? <laughs> You're going is dead. it blowing his speed? <laughs> it's blowing my eardrums. I like it. <laughs> Does this um, seriously go for two minutes, though? Yeah, it's but it's worth it, though. Nah, this ain't worth it. This ain't This is it. worth it. This is so cool. not it. All right, maybe you could speed it up a bit, but basically this drone yeah, is come flying on, mate. around. <laughs> this, this drone is flying around. It's a fucking stadium, stadium tour. And then Get it to spins the point. And it ends on who else? Lionel Messi and his new colours in the centre of the field. It's worth it. It's cool. Listen to the music. It's so not worth it. Looks like a video game. I reckon it, maybe that bit's a video game. You don't think that's bloody cool? Okay, it's cool, right? But fucking two minutes? Are you kidding? <laughs> two minutes of drone shots. I liked it. Um, anyway, <laughs> that concludes what I wanted to talk about. I think it's an interesting point how uh, content can be dictated by whose decision it was, but um, oh, Barcelona Jesus. did a lot and PSG they did the best in my opinion. I don't care if it's two minutes. It was bloody cool. Uh, you, you know what that's actually like? Um, do you remember, was it this season we were talking about it or last season, the bowling ball, the bowling alley drone shots? Um, bowling alley. Jump on YouTube now. Come on. We're going to we're gonna do this. If we're going to do this right. properly, we're going to do this. Um, okay. Search like bowling alley um, drone. Okay, so listeners and watchers, we're doing this thing where I'm basically the control dude. So we're going to, this whole YouTube episode, you're going to see what we see. So what am I searching? Bowling alley uh, drone. Alley drone. Yeah, that's first. There you go. Ooh, first thing. Drone. Okay, this this is what I was thinking. Go to the 156. Oh, why would you click the 230 version? I mean, is this Why do you thing? want to watch so much? 
Oh, get an ad Amazon blocker, ad. would you? That's no, not Amazon. Hey, Amazon, if you're listening, which you are, okay, this is the shot. This is what, this is way more impressive oh, than the, yeah. the fucking um, line. Look, Look at the quality. Yeah. And wait, because it like shows the mechanics of the, this is, it's just unreal. Wait till it dip down. I don't understand this. It's streaming. Mine's lagging a bit, so I don't know exactly what's happening. But like this Mine's bit, like they go behind the machines and shit. Now, see, How? this is two minutes worth of footage that I want to watch, not a, a fucking drone flying around a stadium <laughs> until they reveal. Like we all knew he was there. Like <laughs> it could have been over in a minute, mate. Like yeah. no, I've changed my opinion. This is a lot better. This is that's that's my only point. <laughs> Good find. And they're even oh, masks on. It's recent. Yeah, good, yeah. good call, actually. That's far better stuff you PSG. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I think that's what they were aiming for. Um, yeah. But it's just like poor execution, basically, in my opinion. Anyway. I don't, I don't think so, but go on, move on. I don't, I don't get to pay, get paid to make the decisions. But no, good good bit of diversification from you there, Barks. Like you don't normally um, dip into the soccer world, so I'm glad you did. Thank you. I think we've got to be on top of these things with big Liano, whatever you said. Speaking of, though, you know what's uh, getting me a bit giddy at the moment, Barks? Josh. Josh Giddy. Anyone? Go on. Who the on. fuck is Josh Giddy? He's on the. I talked about him, number six overall, Aussie kid, NBA draft, Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, thanks, sometimes you thanks talk for listening. I, <laughs> I listen to you so much, but you talk so much sometimes. It's a podcast, Jules. <laughs> anyway, um, NFL preseason, buddy. We're back. Fucking right on. So there's some games happening at the moment. Um, they're getting right into the swing of things. It's a crucial time because the lists are being decided. Um, players are being getting cut left, right, and center. Players are retiring because they're realizing that oh shit, I don't actually want to do this again. Um, they're retiring before the as the preseason well, starts. As the preseason, so it happens sometimes. It happens, but anyway, that's not my point. My point is, I want to talk today about. Preseason documentaries. Okay. Because for the longest time I've, and I think we've spoken about documentaries before on the, on the show, but for the longest time I've like, I wasn't really a fan of them. Um, kind of just neither here nor there for me. Like, I don't know. I find them like, unless you're telling a really good story, um, they're just mm. like the same, like there's no real story, but in particular, I want to talk about, Two examples that have come out of the the preseason um, during the NFL. Um, one we don't really need to watch. One is the the Hard Knocks series, which is, I think, going into its fifteenth oh, or sixteenth season. Um, and this year, it's it's focusing on the the Dallas Cowboys for the third time. Now, um, if you're not a big um, NFL fan, the Dallas Cowboys are the most recognizable brand in sports across the world, like second to, I think, maybe Chicago Bulls because of their 95, 96. The brand is, value on the Dallas Cowboys is, I wouldn't Speaking put like fact. my life on it, but I reckon it's pretty fucking close. They've, mm. Their brand value is immense. Um, all as because of like... Their, uh, sorry, as we saw with their fixture video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got Post Malone in it, right? Like that's how that's how good they are. Um but they've been like an underperforming team. So every year the NFL 
do this this series called Hard Knocks, which basically focuses on the preseason period of one club and they just get access to everyone. They mic them up for the entire thing. And I think like one of the, apart from like having the publicity from it, one of the trade-offs is that they can basically tell whatever story pops out of the the preseason, which makes it great. Um, mm-hmm. And there's been some great moments over the years, like, players getting cut, competition between players for spots. Um, Chad Johnson, who's – I can't say the name he he rechose, but it really like showing his character through these documentaries and it just builds up personality. Um, but it's all about access, right? Like mm. that that's half the thing. It's week to week and it's a, it's a really good insight into what the NFL is like and it ticks so many boxes. On the back of that, the Jaguars, and I need to shout out um, our friend Ryan for for sending me this, have put out like a mini series, just just focusing like of a month or to two months worth of their preseason. Now, these are mini episodes that are just released on YouTube, and this one that I've linked, um, Barks, and that we're watching here is about the drafting of Trevor Lawrence. Um, okay who was the Heisman award winning college quarterback who was destined to go number one. And it was the first time you can see him there in the red. That's Trevor Lawrence. Um, it was the first time the Jags had a pick number one in their entire history. So it was the first time that they were able to use it. Um, and this episode just basically is like a draft night type of thing coming yeah. up now. I just want to, focus on this so see they've highlighted this quote inflection point that's the actual name of the episode so they're drawing on like what's happening what's being said about their team what their owners are saying and they're making themes around it which i think is really cool that goes back to uh remember how we shouted out uh the knicks for using julius randall's quote quote yeah yeah at about five minutes 34 if you you can skip to that point done your research yeah i have um, so this is now the draft night. Oh, fuck another ad. No. Um, so so they, they get into the, the draft night portion of it. Um, and I thought it was really cool. Like, I just don't think we have this access. So here, around here, you can leave it from here. So at this yeah. stage here, they're calling, that's Trevor Lawrence looking as cool as a cucumber, knowing he's going to get picked up by anyone and just make bank. But they're calling <laughs> him before they actually select him and like basically say hey we're going to pick you up um thanks for coming basically like you're going to be the first pick and then they select him yeah that part of it's different that's cool yeah um and then throughout the rest of the episode it's just like talking him going to the club and and finding out everything about it meeting some people all that kind of usual stuff but it's again it's all based around this same theme and they do some interviews, all that kind of stuff. Um, my, my point with this is, I think, and I, Barks, I'm keen to get your thoughts on it as well, is just preseason documentaries and, and club documentaries, I feel like they've been done to death. Like, You're sick of them. Yeah, and a lot of times it's just like the story's not there, right? Like mm. every preseason is the fucking same for everyone. Like yeah. you have players coming in, you have – players retiring you have like tension expectation this that whatever 
I think like my point in all of this after this long rant that I've been speaking for five minutes is you actually need to sit down at the preseason, work out what you're going to talk to. Don't shy away from like showing controversy or like tension or anything like that and give fans like the reality of everything that's happening behind the scenes, right? Like, yeah. If you're going to do it, you need to do it properly. And these like little 14-minute episodes are perfect for me because like I wouldn't want to sit down and watch an hour documentary on the preseason. I wouldn't want to do that. 14 no. minutes is probably about my limit and even then it's pushing it. Um, but, yeah, I just – sorry. I think No, I just think there's so many like layers to this. Like you could really rip it apart. Like I get what you're saying that it's been overdone. I completely agree that – it needs to have don't just do a preseason doco because you want because your reason is to give access. Everybody loves access, but I think you yep. do see it right through it if it's just a plain and simple access piece on the whole team. I think what you can do and what teams have done is literally do it on one person or yep. two people or follow. Yeah. For a reason. Cause that I think you sort of get yourself into a bit of trouble trying to cover the whole damn team and showing yep. every single person's personalities and that's when it might get a bit draining are you and right and i just think so much shit to go through <laughs> there's, like there's so much everyone and and trying to like um make sure that all their personalities come through in a way and like they all have their own difficulties and whatnot like on the field away from the field i just yeah. i just also think like the last dance was obviously great and the um what's the drive to survive the f1 one is supposed to be uh, yeah. really good um, I just feel though, like a lot of them miss the mark of just having a documentary for the sake of having a documentary. Like we all know athletes work hard and this might be a fucking hot take, right? And happy to be battled on it, but we all know athletes work hard, right? But like, what, what else, <laughs> what else is going on? Like, that's where I think if you narrow in on one person, Mm. That's and there, again, there's got to be reasons why you choose that people. It can't just be like let's do um, let's do Alex Caruso because well, like if someone like might he might work because he's got that backstory. But it, again, but, I just think you you narrow in on something for a reason. Don't just don't just try to create it. There's got to be a reason. He's he's got that backstory and he's got that interest. And I also think like the the other point of it is that especially in America, right? Like a lot of athletes are now taking it into their own hands and doing their own like yeah i'm gonna fuck it up vlogs or like personal kind of stuff i mean i think we spoke about it during the week the isaiah thomas um example yeah that's that was very i'm gonna just quickly find that because that was yeah talk to it though talk to what Uh, so Isaiah Thomas is doing this series called the slow grind and i think he's been doing it for a while now and in he's basically like IT hasn't been able to be picked up since he like what when did he leave who was he last with the Cavs is that right hey, he probably bounced around to a few no, nothing yeah but yeah. never really played because of his injuries and this last clip that he's released as part of the um as part of his documentary or like self documentary that he's doing he scores 81 points in a, a pro am game and then yeah. he just breaks down afterwards. And it's fucking heartbreaking, actually, to watch because it's like, yeah, yeah play, play the clip. But. These niggas gave up on me. They gave up on me. <laughs> uh, 
it's actually really surprising to me that he like want let it go like let that has sorry has put that out there i i thought that as well to start with but all this does like it's almost the smartest pr that i've ever seen in my life yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah it, i think it's like all it's done really is like Isaiah now looks so good in everyone's mind and everyone's really like talking about him now. If you were to recruit him as like, it's instant like win. It's win-win, right? Like even if you sign him and put him on your team, people are going to think the best of him. Like, that's yeah, I don't know. That's the narrative. That's the the narrative around him as well now. Like everybody loves him. Everybody wants him to get a chance. So it's, it's... Exactly. It's actually a really cool sort of point about if you're a team that maybe people don't, general public the casual fans as they call it um don't really know don't really think highly of you at the minute what mm. about signing a player purely to boost your morale of how good you look <laughs> like, yeah i reckon it has to be <laughs> done before but isaiah thomas is a perfect example of that everybody is rooting for him if you're a team that wants basically even other free agents to think good of you do you consider signing a player yeah do, yeah do you consider signing a player to look good that sounds so selfish but i reckon they'd do it maybe you do it um i mean if we if we go afl people like um like when maybe maybe not but like when gary ablett went to back to geelong like he was good but did they really need him yeah yeah it, uh, it definitely adds to it anyway no that that that's that's an interesting as i said there's so many layers to these mini doco series mini and uh, to your to your original point, I think I I personally think if you make time to watch them, as simple as that sounds, I don't really get sick of them if I'm invested in the team or the the person. If I actually have genuine interest, I don't think I'd get sick of them because I feel like there's always room for them. But it definitely depends how you do it. I don't yeah. think you can. It's also one of like you you can't just scroll past it and nah. watch five minutes of it. You've got to actually set aside time. To actually watch it, and that that's which sometimes where, makes it hard. Yeah, that's where the attention span comes into it. Um, My lack thereof. <laughs> you're not alone. You're not alone, Julian. <laughs> anyway, what have we got next up? Um, got next up, sorry, little example, I, little example from uh, GWS, um, which was just she's <laughs> fucking clever, mate. Like, so <laughs> yeah. after after they won their. Um, their game against Geelong, um, they shared this this little bit of content and it's basically like a recap of the game um, but intertwined with like pop culture references. So play a little bit of it um, and you'll get a bit of an idea of what, what it's about. We don't have to watch the whole thing. It's about three minutes 20. Um, and thanks to Tim from Tradable for um, sharing this. And, yeah, just, and just watch a little bit of it basically. Lee Merrick for Lee Merrick. It. Today we are reviewing a game from a little place called GMHBACAKHA Stadium in Geelong. With eight outs, not many in the media gave the Giants much of a chance. It was stressful early as the Cats came out strong with a goal in the first 30 seconds. Five minutes later... I'll just mute it there. So is is this is this a weekly thing they do to recap a win? And is it? It sounds like they're trying to almost explain what the game is. 
I've I've never actually seen this before. Um, and uh, like, I yeah, I've I've never seen it before. But it looks like it's almost a, a series. Um, but it's just fucking. It's so good. Like, it's, it, daily, it's actually a genuinely good way to recap a game if you're and like have some fun with it. You know, you know, it's like the it's the Twitter debate, right? Like posting on Twitter. Do you just do score updates or do you have fun with it, right? Like same thing with the match highlights. Do you just post match highlights or do you have some fun with them? Like yeah. how do you, how are you changing up your content to to make it a little bit better? And GWS have done it. This is it's, a real. This is a sorry. real like area for to do more in. Like I don't know why yeah. we touched on it the other week, but. Remember how we we're talking about how you um, use your sport to um, sort of, or how you show your sport to people that don't care about your sport in a way? Like yeah. How do you get pe- how do you get people that don't enjoy watching handballs, kicks, and marks of footy to actually follow to it? This yeah. is an answer. That's the that seems like the answer, doesn't it? Shout out Giants! I'm gonna watch. Shout out Giants! So it's, a really it's, yeah, watch the full clip. We'll chuck it in a. Um, we're going to put it in our little spreadsheet as well. So if you're, you're at home and you're just listening to this, um, yeah, have a look at the spreadsheet. It'll be there for you. And thanks for listening. Goes, yeah. goes without saying. <laughs> um, 40 minutes into the show. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no, well, segue. Um, okay. We got a tip. Easy Eddie tip. Long Easy time Eddie. No. He's in his bachelors. He's, he's dragged himself out of lockdown and he's come <laughs> we back. We haven't used him for a while, but um, we've got a tip this week and and we're going to bloody watch it. And it's funny, we do it. talk, it's funny we talk about lockdown because um, sharing this quickly, we'll watch it together because of our fancy new sound. Mm, um, screen sharing. Easy Eddie. Oh, is that a new party shirt? <laughs> <laughs> but he's looking a bit rugged. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a <laughs> Look at his, I like, like go. Him That's a new painting as well. <laughs> Jeez, business real, is booming at the fucking social sandwich. <laughs> real analysis of his room. That is a nice painting, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, I think, it's, I think anyway. it's definitely a new painting behind it. He used to have a record up there, if I'm not mistaken. Really? He always yeah. blends in with a painting. His shirt. <laughs> um, Two minutes? What the fuck? <laughs> he actually said this was short. Here, uh, let's, see he's, let's see what he's got for us this week. Uh, Edwin. G'day boys. Well, first of all, apologies for the lockdown hair. It's been a while. I miss hairdressers so much. Thanks for having me back on the show. Um, I feel like it's been a while. So, you know, maybe my, maybe I just missed your calls or something. But anyway, um, didn't get much prep time for today. But here is my my tip, my thought of the day around social media. Um, my biggest thing is, and it's a bit of a bugbear of mine with with clubs and and sporting teams of rehashing the same content you've already seen on the game so you know it's on a instagram on a, on a twitter page it's, it's score updates it's halftime full-time scores you know for me as a fan and as someone who really engages in in my sporting team and what they're doing i want to see more behind the scenes content and there's a really great example at the moment um in the rugby league world which you know you're probably not aware of but um the the west tigers uh They've got a, a documentary series running on Fox Sports and they've had about three episodes so far and just the access to the, you know, to the club, um, to the coach halftime speeches, to the training grounds, to get to know the players a bit better, I think it's just unreal. And I wonder, I'm wondering if you think that this is the way of the future, you know, this, you know, 
strengthening that relationship with the fans by showing them the inner sanctum, more of what goes on, more of that stuff that usually would be, you know, behind closed doors. And I think the the drive to survive F1 is a great example. The amount of success that they had off the back of that show with, you know, driving a younger audience to, to watching the sport. And like, I think the results they had was, was insane. So I guess like my question, my thought is, you know, do you think they the clubs are doing enough of that behind the scenes content at the moment? Who's doing it well? And how do you see that kind of moving to the future? Because to me, that's what I want to see more of more behind the scenes content, less rehashing of the same stuff we've already seen. So that's it for me. Social sandwich out. The first point to that, we actually, um, <laughs> you're right. Nah, you cracked didn't it. like being called out on air. Um, the first point to that is the, um, I'm just bringing up our tweets cause we had, um, your mate Anth, mm-hmm. he sort of touched Anth. on this about the experience of watching a game and what your Twitter is there for, which Edwin, that's his, his first sort of point. And Anth's tweet was everyone knows the score. They're watching the bloody game on TV. The second screen should add experience, add to the experience, not be the same experience. Yep. What are your, what are your thoughts? How many times are we going to talk about this? I agree. <laughs> oh, no, it's a quick, 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 short answer quick, to I agree. Edwin. I agree. But my my preface or my like exception to this is that there's an expectation. To <sighs> still, expect, still an expectation to do it. Yeah. Um, and it works for teams like the Melbourne Storm because they fucking win every game. Like it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you, the, you, the, not the everyone score. can be this fun fucking like team on on social media. Yeah. Like that is a it very does pain me though. response. It does <laughs> no, pain me doing score updates because I think they're useless. Like I yeah. just think they're so dumb. I think we're better off like sharing content from the game. But my yeah, I don't know. My pet hate was you know I'm not a big fan of scoreboards. Full stop. But half half time, get rid oh. of it. Get rid of halftime scores, especially on the page. Like Twitter, fine. But Instagram, Facebook, I don't know what teams do Facebook for score updates, but Instagram, get rid of the halftime. Like it's not relevant. It's honestly not relevant. (laughs) Second point to Edwin is the doco series point of view. Mm. My answer to that is it's the way of now. It's not the way of the future. Like that, we're seeing so much of it to your point. Edwin's saying it's the way of the future. He wants to see more. And Jules earlier has said he's sick of it. <laughs> well, here's my other point, right? Like I'm not going to go on another rant because I, I agree like that. I mean, there's a demand for it, but it's so cyclical, right? Like the content at the moment and we're all victims of it. You go through phases where you do documentaries. Then you do like, nah, fuck it. Documentaries ain't it. Let's do highlights. Nah, fuck it. Highlights ain't it. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do a podcast. Yeah. Like it's now everyone's got a podcast, including us. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No. Like it's so cyclical in nature and about like, and speaking from Essendon, they used to have a show on Foxtel called The Hangar and they used to produce yeah. a 30 minute show every week. That was in the, 2014. The thing is, yeah. No, I get, I get what you're saying. The thing is, Sorry, I'm not angry, Edwin. You've got a point, Like, it's, but it's just so cyclical. <laughs> Edwin loves a fight, so it doesn't matter. But the the my response to that is, I think, and what you're talking about before as well, you got to think it through the glasses of people aren't unless you're in the space trying to compare and look what other teams are doing. People are only looking at Carlton. So if everyone else has a podcast and Carlton doesn't have a podcast and they want a podcast, exactly. same with the 
ball access doco series, like to Edwin's point, if Carlton are the only team that don't provide that access, yeah, you're out. Then it's like, yeah, you're not gonna. If you're a Carlton fan, you're not gonna go watch every other team's mini doco series. It's just because we know. It's just because you're in the space and you're you're looking at what other people are doing. And no one remembers the first. Everyone remembers who doesn't. Like that's yeah. the that's the problem. Not the problem. That is that's the reality. No, it's another relevant point. Thank yeah. you, Edwin. No, Edwin, um, it was great to see you, mate. <laughs> it was. I, I felt like I, I felt like we were there watching him. I felt like we were in the room. I felt, I felt like he was on our screen. I thought he was he here. He was, Jules. I looked over my shoulder. It was like, fuck, where is he? <laughs> <laughs> I could feel his rustly beard on my shoulder. Anyway. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, bit of movement. Next, <laughs> bit of movement. Um, you know what? Uh, this actually it sort of lends a hand to the boss of the week, but... Uh, Early boss, Elise's birthday tomorrow. And you know what we're going to have birthday, for, Elise. for breakfast? Happy birthday, but eggs tomorrow morning. Egg of the week. Egg of the that week. The intro. Egg of the week. Bum, bum. Dun, dun, no, dun, 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 dun. I've got... Okay. Uh, what do I have this week? What do you um, got? I'll do a quick one. Mm-hmm. In NRL's... In, sorry, in Edwin's world, we're sticking with that. Um, oh, don't tell me you have the same one. Do you have it? Was uh, this is the Fox it. Sports one? Yeah, yeah, joint that's right. I've, I've got another one. I got another one. Okay, you go. With that so we can we we can call it Joint Egg. Joint Egg. Um, joint Egg NRL Fox. I don't know what the page. It's actually Fox NRL. I think is the actual egg Fox yeah. League NRL. Now following Official Edwin account. and other people. Yeah, following Edwin and other people, they've gone too hard on trying to turn into a meme account. Mm. I think I'm making him for this post. Basically, we're not going to pretend to know players, but this Corey Norman dude, dude. Has, been obvi- <laughs> has obviously not been playing. Gnarly man. Scatterboy Jules. Um, has always been playing poorly, but they've made a big montage graphic finding. Like, you know how we find people use tweets to find the positives and reactions, but they've gone the opposite re- uh, way and have used tweets to basically bag the dude. So it's a whole mm. montage of people basically saying, Look, example, I've seen local footy under five states that have been that have beer guts play way better than this season fraud Corey Norman. And there's all these basically mean tweets about the guy. And I'm just egging it because I don't understand what is it, the old thing of any interaction is good interaction or any engagement any, is good any, engagement. Any um publicity is good publicity. Yeah. I think that's just that's a weird tactic for them. Like why are you gonna I don't know. This this um the person that's tweeted this um Sarah um I don't know why I said yeah. that like I can't pronounce Sarah Sarah <laughs> it's like a, it's like a Brett Sarah? or like the Sarah is that a Sarah um, Mark um, Mark Pan anyway. <laughs> I believe the S is silent Sarah <laughs> anyway the Sarah who's tweeted this has nailed it on the head right like. Every the her tweet says every single week we are seeing NRL clubs release statements about the mental health of athletes and not tolerating social media abuse. This is so bad because it's just inviting people. It's the opposite yeah. to talk poorly about someone. Like we all know when a player plays shit, you don't need to call it out. And the other one that who's sometimes pretty fucking average at it, um, and I think we've discussed it, is Seven AFL when they like mm. post a picture or when they used to post a picture of Taylor Harris doing anything just to get the engagement, but you knew the engagement was going to be bad. So it's like, don't do that. Yeah, Be better. You know what's going to happen. You, you can't like these 
fucking media places can't keep getting away with this shit because like it, it's bad and like that that player is never going to want to do anything with Fox and you can't blame him. That's a good yeah, like there layer, should be right? a media ban on Fox. Like sorry, like yeah. that's it just pisses me off because fans are no better. Like it's just it's dumb. They forget that there's people behind everything that you see. And, and that, that that's what this point yeah, that's the point to this that Sarah's I believe it's pronounced Sarah. I believe um, it's pronounced Sarah, yeah. That she's making. Like there's so much like focus on I just went blank. What the hell you just said? Um about oh, like, mental looking health. after players. Yeah. yeah, mental health, looking after players, but they've just gone the complete opposite way, and that's what Sarah's saying. So Sarah egg, is it Sarah? Sarah, I think it is Sarah. a big egg and enjoy your eggs tomorrow morning at least. No spoilers. <laughs> Sarah. Um cool. I've got I've got a small one prepared. It's kind of like an egg Do you? and a a boss um, combined. I don't want to dive into it, but I perhaps Wait, think are you sharing it or am I finding it? Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just talking about it while I, just I find it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to like... Be, I need to be careful when I talk about this because obviously we do work in the AFL and I don't want to go too hard on it. Okay, here it is. Um, you so can, You can... Yeah, I can share screen. No, I'll do that. No, no, no. I was going to say I'll do it. Okay. I'll send it to Is you. Is it Shelly Wear Tweed? Fuck, just wait a second. I'll send it to you. I'll send it's it in the there. document. I'm putting it in the document, mate. Just copy the link. <laughs> Who can get off my case? Yeah. And so we're all aware of um, Big Egg Taylor Walker, Tex, Tex Walker and his racist comments basically um yeah we don't need to talk about that the the way that i don't know whether it's adelaide or whoever released it i mean some questions about that i probably wouldn't have done it that way i don't want to like dispute anything that they've got to say or or whatever or how they decided to do that that's your team's prerogative or like whatever but egg of the week eddie mcguire yeah. Talking about racism. Like, that ain't it. Like, <laughs> the, the man who's, like, had documentaries made about, like, how racist he is coming out and commenting on this. Like, I get that Footy Classified is a a, a show where they talk about football-related issues. Yeah. And I get that. But perhaps just, like, ease off on, like, sharing any of your opinions on this, mate. Like, whatever. Yeah. Boss part of this Shally Ware just calling him out on Twitter and just going like, so Eddie said, I get everything I needed out to get out of Ta- Taylor Walker's apology video. Shally Ware, when we ask for people with lived experience to talk about racism on your panels, we don't ma- mean people who made us live through, through these experiences. Good yeah. on you, Shally. Call them Good out. on you, Shally. <laughs> Great Boss. call that. And Eddie Egg. We like that. Well, we don't like it, but uh, we like that from Shelly. So, yeah, we like that. That's what I'm starting think, off with. I think Eddie Maguire just needs to disappear. I, I believe it's pronounced Shelly. <laughs> I, I think Eddie needs a break from footy. I think he needs a break from media. Just something. Um, <laughs> what have I got this week? Have I got something? For a quick boss, Elise again. It's her birthday <laughs> tomorrow. I don't yeah. know if I told you, but she's uh, what we we hopped on around 2 p.m. 
uh, to record this. Meanwhile, in mm. the kitchen, other side of the house, um, Elise is making espresso martinis, drinking them over Zoom. So you're a boss for that. Well done. Treat yourself. It's your birthday. Jeez, uh, you think you might make it something, mate? What'd you get? Are, you, are we allowed to know what you got for a her podcast. birthday? Um, whisper it. Nah. Whisper it. No one else can hear it. No one else can hear. It. Oh no, yeah, no. It's just um, just a flower delivery with a nice card. So got oh, it something really else already. So um, yeah, nice. Yeah. It's really nice. I think she's gonna love that. Okay, that's great. Um, just got to show a bit of romance once in a while. So yeah, just show I'm, a bit of romance. Hopefully, romance. Our, mics are, hopefully our mics are good enough to pick this up. <laughs> um, and my second boss of the week is... Uh, actually, it's in uh, just a quick bit of content from uh, our, our messy man. Have you seen this gift during the week, Jules? Yeah, that's cool. I think you've... Sh- haven't Bloody you sent cool. something like this before? Oh, probably. It's been done a bit, but I, yeah. I just think... It can't get old. It's just very cool. So it's really uh, cool. Listen, yeah. l- listeners, thousands of images put together, that that sort of thing. Um, but it's basically just a consist, uh, consecutive gif where it just loops. So Messi kicks the ball, all sorts of photos through years. It flies through the screen through all sorts of goalkeepers he's played against and it just keeps looping. So I'm bossing that because I'm never going to get sick of that, unlike Jules with um, <laughs> Doco series, and I believe it's pronounced Sarah. So that's it. <laughs> Is it? Are you sure it's pronounced Sarah? <laughs> it's Sarah. Not, this isn't funny to anybody. It's, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> if this doesn't make it as a real, I don't know what will. Sarah? Yeah, well, Sarah. I really might. Is, is that, do you have any bosses? Oh, you just gave me a boss. Never mind. Yeah, I gave you the boss, mate. Uh, no, I don't have any boss. Oh, I don't need to talk about it, but um, boss of the week, go and watch Matt Denny's TikTok because it's fucking hilarious. Matt Denny, the discus thrower from Australia, hilarious. Okay. That that's my boss of the week. Like he's do you want me he's to find it? Him. No, no, no okay. we don't need to watch it. I'll oh. chuck a link in, but like just watch it. It's funny. Okay, um, cool. Well, that does that does us for this week. Okay, guys, wrap it up. Thank you, listeners. We appreciate it. Um, new camera right there. You're gonna and have two views Jules, of me dancing. Jules will have multi angles because he can't quite figure it out yet. <laughs> Can't work it out. Um, thank you for tuning in, as always. We appreciate it. Um, go check us out on the uh, YouTube, um, Instagram, social, all those, uh, all those fun platforms. And it's been a pleasure. So stay, stay. Um, what am I trying to say? Stay healthy in lockdown. Have fun. Hopefully, stay. we'll be out of it soon. <laughs> Fuck! What is this? A presidential speech? Can <laughs> you get in? <laughs> It did sound a bit like I'm running for something. Anyway. And to um, all the Sarahs out there, Sarah, Sarah, any Sarah that's listening, could we just get some feedback on how we pronounce your name? Yeah, Sarah. You know, it's funny. Sarah. I'll pronounce Sarah. Anyway, enough of our bullshit. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, everyone. And join us next week. Bye. Peace out, man. Gnarly.